Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games, mainly Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I'm Luke, your dungeon master, and with me is... Ben, I play Cortain, the currently living human warrior. Um, let's see if I have to change that intro by the end of this episode. <laughs> Peter, I'm playing Speaks to Denser, and I'm not sure by the end of this episode if I have to rebuild my best friend. Is that Cortain? Is that Wolfie? Wolfie. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> Just kidding, he's not real. Uh, hi everyone, Trav, Little Moss. Um, I... I'm dying in a golf cart somewhere. G'day, and I'm Levi. I play Lokeg, and I'm the possessor of two crowns, so I'm definitely doing the best out of all of us. <laughs> when um, you said that he's not real, Trav, yeah. I, sh- I assume we then automatically start up an episode where Spigs wakes up in... A hospital or a mental institution and they're like the you know the sg program never existed and uh your friend tilk he's not an alien he's an orderly in this yeah. you know you know those episodes those, those and are it was all a dream sometimes. yeah look uh, they're good the, the first one. time you watch them but then yeah. when they do them like every three episodes where <laughs> it's not actually i mean not every three episodes every like third season and it's like this you know what you've been watching isn't actually real and then you just know that like you know the whole episode's going to be about this person unraveling this alien plot or this government plot or this you know this strange mind connection thing with some entity that can't speak mm. English you know like you know <laughs> they're going to unravel it and you're like oh, we've seen this one before guys come on just give us them give us the uh, Thunderbird puppets <laughs> just do that episode <laughs> I what think that? what is that in my- speakers of Cantonese or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think my favorite one though of those kind of episodes from Stargate was do you remember the one in Atlantis where there, there was like a group of them who got yeah who got knocked down, and that was interesting because the way it unfolded, it because you saw basically the different versions that were all incompatible with each other. So that was kind of a it quite quickly unraveled into there was something wrong there, rather than kind of like a spooky like face behind a, a window, like in yep. other episodes, or like yeah, it's Tilk is just an orderly. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was the episode where um, oh, guys. Welcome to um, Beyond <laughs> the Gate, the Stargate um, SG-1 and Atlantis podcast. Uh, we, we are talking about the episode where uh, Commander Shepard, he might have been... Ca- no, not Commander Shepard. That's from uh, Mass Effect. I think he was Colonel Shepard at the time. Major um, Shepard. Major uh, Shepard he yeah. was at the time. You're right, you're right. And he started seeing people that died in in the Black Hawk Down episode. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, this isn't real because you're dead and you're dead. And they're like, what are you talking about, John? Yeah. That, that was, and um, start swinging a gun around. That was. Yeah. And Taylor was going out shopping or something. Yeah. And she's like, your planet has really nice boots. And then he's <laughs> like, hmm, you don't know what's going on because you don't know what Earth actually is. This is not Earth. Yeah, that was good. That was good I, times. I, I don't think we apologize to our listeners. I think we apologize to Trav and Levi. Well, we have just ruined a great episode of Stargate Atlantis. (laughs) Spoilers. Uh, Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm never going to watch it. So, And by the time I get around to it, if I ever do, I will have forgotten this moment in time. So (laughs) it should be all good. And then I woke up and it was all a dream. Tomorrow night then, Trav? Yeah. I mean, you should probably watch Atlantis just for Rodney McKay. I think you would enjoy that character quite a lot. Uh, well, anyway, let's let's maybe we should just get to the the real episode because it's about four minutes and twenty nine seconds in, and we've not really done anything besides talk about how much we love Stargate Ben. So uh, we, mm. you know, uh, <laughs> let's, let's do this another time. So, can I get all of you to roll a d twenty for me? The lowest number recounts the tale of what happened previously on Beyond the Dice, and the highest number, I mean, if it's a twenty, gets to choose who tells the tale. Moss 18. Spigs 12. Lo- Locag 18. 
Cortain five. All right, Cortain. Oh, this ben. is so, gonna be long-winded. I'll be I'll be brief. Flesh demon, metal pipes, Cortain screaming, slashing with a sword. Other people were there. Spigs <laughs> was down in the first round. We defeated the demon. Uh. Dr. Lazarus said, get on my ship, let's leave, the place is blowing. Cortain said, hell no, saving my best friend, and flew away. Hmm. I think yes. that's a bit brief. That's pretty, I- <laughs> that was pretty good. We can, that, all right, Ben, thanks for that. We can talk about Stargate Atlantis again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically perfect i can't elaborate if that is actually difficult for listeners to understand i mean if you would like ben to elaborate on the previous episode go to your podcast app re-download episode 62 and re-listen that's probably the best way of getting all of the information yeah but then people complain that that's a really long-winded way of a recap (laughs) like so trav's won (laughs) anyway either i'm too short or too long Damn it, Travis! Damn it! <laughs> I'd say this is the only instance in your life where you're too long. I was going to say people have said that I'm too thick before, but I think that's mentally. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe after too many pizzas. <laughs> All right. So where we will begin our episode is in the laboratory of Dr. Ecton Lazarus. Our heroes, our mercenaries, Little Moss, Cortain, Lokag, Spigs, are at this secret tram slash train type of vehicle that Dr. Lazarus has built as an escape from his lab out somewhere. Edwina has your friend Gregor and his family in their cryostasis chambers, all strapped into this tram-like single compartment vehicle. It's slightly hovering above the ground. It is lower than the room, so maybe it goes underneath the lab. You're not quite sure. But you're all there as Cortain sprints off and he runs through the room, this uh, this apartment, this living quarters that Dr. Dr. Lazarus has built into his lab that he and his friends slash colleagues, whatever they might be, live in as they work on his project to bring back those who have died using the magic of the Helm of the Undying in a combination with cybernetics technology so that um, the ultimate goal seems to maybe cure death you watch as Cortain runs north back into the lab you all there Edwina is rushing you on board and hurrying you and we cut to Cortain so you've run into that room you have grabbed a bunch of the grenades frag grenades smoke grenades flashbangs you've just pulled them off of the sort of webbing that is connected to your your battle plate your armor your exoskeleton and you have flicked them out in a fan in front of you. Now I need you to choose if you roll a dexterity saving throw or a constitution saving throw. Oh, I think it'll have to be uh, a constitution constitution saving throw. Very good. Because that's a significant difference. And I think it's kind of thematic with Cortain's choice of running into a room full of zombies. Because I kind of didn't outline that, actually. So Cortain ran into the room, back into the lab, into the research laboratory. It's where 
Dr. Lazarus and maybe Edwina Gregor, whoever was working with him closely, were doing all of their research on their computers and papers and stuff like that. So there are two desks and a few of the um, sort of stainless steel chrome, actually chrome surgical tables. And there were, you know, tons of zombies in there and Cortain just let loose of all these grenades. I think Constitution is pretty thematic. I think he was just looking to go in there to blow shit up and save his friends. Am I correct? Mm, that is exactly correct. Sweet. Oh no. That's not good. I will use hold on a second. Indomitable. I Lucky believe... dice, Ben? Lucky? Uh, yeah, they're terrible. Um, I believe. Let me let me bring that up. Indomitable, I know, allows you to re-roll. This is a saving throw, isn't it? This is a saving throw, yep. Then yes, I believe Indomitable allows me to re-roll uh, a failed saving throw. The abominable saving throw, yep. <laughs> Let me just check to make sure. Yes, I can mirror one failed saving throw. And my lucky dice. Hear that? Yeah, that's a bit better. Um, 19 in total. 19. All right. Great. What was your What was your first score? I rolled... Uh, that would have been a, a 13. Okay. Yeah, cool. I rolled quite low, but I've just got a very high um, throw modifier. So... As you pass to your saving throw, you let loose those grenades in a fan. Flashbang smokes grenades. In the previous episode, you were basically like, I'm going to get rid of all of them, everything you have to sort of like create commotion, cause as much destruction as you can. And that's kind of what happens. So you throw them and the smoke just goes around the room, spiraling, creating these little tornado-like... Sorry, let me move my mic quickly that's kind of not in the right position these you throw those smoke grenades they are spinning through the air and the smoke projecting from them act like little rockets if not fireworks and they're just spinning in circles creating these tornado like this tornado like effect of smoke you close your eyes as the flashbangs go off you count down because you're a seasoned soldier a warrior street fighter you count down you hear the big flash the zombies are screaming you're not sure if those flashbangs have completely worked or not because these things are kind of undead undead and cybernetic and then the explosions your helm sort of auto adjusts so it doesn't blow your eardrums out and you feel bits of shrapnel hit against you As you successfully pass the constitution saving throw, you grab two zombies that were launching at you and hold them in front by their necks, by their clothing, like a makeshift shield as you feel their bodies are shredded to pieces from the hand grenades. You charge and you shoulder through the glass wall that was basically completely shattered from the zombies slamming into it, pushing through it, you guys cutting into it, that wall um, sort of between you in the research laboratory and the cybernetics fabrication. So you're in that room, the cybernetics fabrication, and we cut back to the other room. Lazarus is in there. He straps that large chest that Cortain put down on the ground, the large lead or iron, very this dark steel box. He straps it against the wall with ratchet straps. And he says, Edwina, get this thing started. We're leaving soon. Look. He turns to the rest of you guys who are sort of hovering around the front of the this vehicle, this tram-like thing. Cortain made his own choices. The lab is in self-destruct mode. We have to leave. Yeah, that that's cool. Let's go. Wait, is there any other way out of here or what? Well, I don't have an exact measure of when this place is going to go up, but I believe that it will be soon. 
This is the only way out besides coming the way that you did. And if the reactors go critical, I fear that the tunnel system outside of here will be caught in the radius of the explosion. He sits down and he straps himself in. Edwina is pressing buttons on the console. Then she stands up and she turns back. She's lifting, like she lifts one eyebrow and says, Lazarus, I think we should wait just a little bit. Just a little longer. And then she looks to Lokag and Spigs and Little Moss, who's now strapping himself in. <laughs> and uh, Little Moss, the, um, the seatbelts, it's not long enough and you're, you're trying to adjust it. Man, these things are really annoying. Like, they don't make them for the normal sized person. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a bit of trouble with mine too. And, uh, hey, has anyone seen Cortain? Um, at that stage, <laughs> Lokag's going to... He was totally absorbed with the crown. He finally got it back. He had this stupid-ass childish grin on him. And then he's just looking around going, I thought there was... There's like supposed to be five of us. <laughs> Me? Where's, where's, where's the other guy? Um, I'm going to... I forgot about a perk, so... I'm really loyal and I like friends and making them. Wait, Spigs, um, where's Cortain? He should be here. Why isn't he here? He's gone back to. Well, I'll be right back. Spigs, can you look after the crown? Give it to old mate. <laughs> and I'm. I'm hopped up on adrenaline, still with the, some drugs running through my veins, and I sprint off and start screaming into my, um, my comm device. Cortain, where are you? Cortain, where are you? Can, can Cortain, can I hear the comms? Uh, roll, actually, highs or lows for favorable results? Lows. You hear a fuzz in your comms and then the explosions of those frag grenades go off. Mm. It's lost amongst the cataclysmic destruction of the zombies in the room behind you as you charge through the glass. Hey, hey, Spigs. Yeah? If you go, then I can put my feet up and I will be more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no time Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair call. But, you know. Do you have any momentary hangs of conscience or anything like that you just let me know do you want to go after them as well oh oh no 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 i just want to put my feet up typical if i had legs like yours i'll be chasing after them you have robot legs they're like better than normal legs i imagine have you not been watching me i'm like slow ass You guys, um, speaks as you climb on board and sit down and Little Moss says this to you, you see towards the uh, front near the control room that's sort of sectioned off uh, that there are two chambers, the family, the, the, the wife and the daughter of Gregor in stasis. They are strapped to the wall with ratchet straps and clamped the roof and the floor with uh, these large clamps that are built for the maybe those stasis chambers and across from them in some of the in one of the seats Gregor is there and he is looking at you guys he doesn't look happy with you and he turns to Lazarus and he says Ecton give them Five minutes. They spared my life. That big one with the beard and the thingy on his back. They could have killed me, but they decided not to. Give them five. As soon as you hear explosions, we leave. Oh, and then they hear the <laughs> grenades go off. <laughs> I'm like, well, thumbs up. <laughs> we cut back to you. Cortain. So, you're in the fabrication room and there are massive zombies, maybe 15 to 20, just destroying all of the uh, robotics that were in there that were welding 
plates and assembling things that turned on you guys and the zombies as a security measure. They're just destroying them. And out of the wall, um, it seems these four security droids, very um, rudimentary humanoid shaped. They have this uh, central eye and this kind of looks like what you would think a router to look like, like a computer, like an internet router, like this, um, this slightly egg shaped thing with an antennae on the top. And then this central light, um, they kind of look maybe just quickly thrown together. And the zombies are just tearing them to pieces. They're losing. I mean, they're fighting back, but they're losing ground pretty quickly. Would you like to roll athletics to charge through this swarm or horde of zombies that are bashing these droids to pieces or stealth to sneak by them? Uh, I will not stealth. I'll, I'll bash through them. All right. Roll athletics. <laughs> uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So you see this small horde of zombies and you kind of see them smashing up these droids and you just slide in the glass you can start you continue running you pick up speed and you just fall flat on your face and as you turn around you see that there is a like a bugbear cyborg zombie that is gripping your ankle and holding onto one of the large platforms that these uh, these assembly line robots are attached to. You mm-hmm. kick it in the face and kill it. You pick yourself up and you hear thudding and stomping behind you. What do you do? What's your first reaction? Swing my sword at it. All right. Uh, roll just a regular attack. That is <clears throat> 16. So, Loke, um, yeah, Lokag, you charge into the research lab. You see bits of gore hanging from the ceiling, carpeting the floor. The desks have been blown apart. You see Cortain trip over and you charge in smashing through the glass to help him up because you see that there is like a horde of zombies in front of him and one has him by the leg. Was it 16, Ben? Yes, 16. Does 16 beat your AC? Uh, uh, 16 bounces off my riot shield. Nice. nice. So you spin around swinging your sword and then it bounces off something as you look up, getting up to one knee, you see Lokag there. Who picks you up in a massive bear hug. And just keeps running. <laughs> roll, roll oh, athletics. That's nice. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. No, All right. uh, athletics. Uh, Twenty-six. Twenty. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Because he's in his suit, um, the DC was pretty high, but you beat it. So you pick him up. He's pretty heavy because he's in this large um, exoskeleton sort of, you know. I was using my knees. Uh, I bent my knees down and didn't (laughs) twist my back. (laughs) You pick him up and with a 26, you leap using Cortain kind of like a a battering ram almost. You leap through the air, smashing through this horde, sending them sprawling to the ground. You both charge on to the end of the cybernetics fabrication to the small room between them. The doors open. You walk in. The sterilization kicks in, spraying you, and you try to open the door, the next door along to- I've been yelling at Cortain. Where are we going? Why are you here? We've got to go back. No, we're going to help Hayashida. Who? Oh, all right. Sure. Okay. (laughs) You just keep running with (laughs) Cortain tucked under your arm. So you're in the uh, sterilization room that leads to the reanimation laboratory. You're getting sprayed with all that mist stuff and um, high-pressured sort of, I don't know, steam that's in all of those rooms, those sterilization rooms from movies and such. And the door, there is a panel on it 
and it just a hollow panel that says emergency reanimation lab sealed so it seems like when you escaped from there uh, from the artifact containment maybe this locked down how would you both like to proceed I'm going to try and bounce off it to start with like, like shoulder charge keep running yeah All right. my, like lift my shield up and just run through run into it uh, what's your passive perception Ben my passive perception is nine nine I think I it's good enough for you to, to notice you pick up that Lokag aims to charge through the door because he's sort of lifting his shield up higher. He's sort of bracing his shoulder for impact. Um, you know, you've done that sort of thing many times when fighting the criminal syndicates on the streets of Darkhaven mm. when you're busting into buildings or through doors or plaster walls and stuff like that in your operations with the Aegis and uh, the few operations with the swords of Darkhaven and you Lokag roll for athletics or strength whichever is your highest with advantage that you get from Cortain as you both nice. aim to slam into this door I rolled absolutely sh- I, I rolled absolutely shocking with my advantage um, what happens if I already had advantage and you gave it to me again nothing nothing 13 13 you bounce off this incredibly hard, sturdy, durable steel door. Emergency. Reanimation laboratory sealed. We cut back to the guys in the tram. Everyone's sitting in their kind of tents waiting. It's like, hmm, is this place going to blow or not? Are we going to get overrun with zombies? Is... Spig's actually going to move over so Little Moss can put his feet up. <laughs> these are the big questions. Yep, these are the massive questions. Look, we've never discussed it before, but Luke, would you allow Spigs to have a prototype connection with Wolfie? Oh, you would, you would have some sort of comms with him, yeah. It's more like visual, but sure. Um, well, since you're a crazy good inventor, roll a mechanical check or a slicing or hacking check. So one would be based off your wisdom or be your survival, and one would be your investigation for fifth edition. Yep. Uh, get through it. You choose which one you want to use. Um, so I'm just getting to the numbers. Uh, 18 for mechanical. 18 for mechanical. Did you plus two for your uh, mechanics kit? Because in your um, background as a mechanic slash inventor, you get a kit which you incorporated into your robotic hand when you got that built that gives you a plus two. I did not, but thank you. Okay, cool, cool. So 20 uh, ghetto crit all up. Um, You grab this screen, like a physical screen off the wall. It's on like an arm, so you can rotate it when you're in a seat, maybe to see what's going on in the lab or whatever like what where wherever this tram thing would be used and you just like start unbolting it and you connect some cables from your arm to the machine to the screen and then you open a panel on it and you start tinkering around you connect you you go into your sort of pouches on your um armor and you pull out just a, a um, you know some cables you connect it up to your goggles and in a matter of moments you have created a connection and you have routed Wolfie's vision to you you see through your goggles the reanimation laboratory so 
Hayashida is at this um, panel, this computer panel, tapping away on the hollow glass that's in front of it. He's looking through data and files and such. You see Wolfie in the reflection of one of the chrome tables that was knocked over when you guys were fighting. Um, and he is fighting a bunch of these cyborg zombies that have burst into the room from somewhere. The east door, sorry, yeah, the east door is sealed and from the edges of it and through these little holes that bolts are bursting out of, water is like spraying and spilling out of the gaps. As Wolfie's tearing some of these cyborg zombies apart, and Hayashida every now and then pulls a katana and cuts one down as it charges towards him. They, These uh, zombies are running from the west. Um, you also see through Wolfie's eyes this uh, lady bugbear. She's uh, cybernetic. She's holding this large pipe and she's just clobbering cyborg zombies in the head and fighting them off. And Wolfie turns, is looking around. You have taken his vision during that time that you can see through. The zombies start to like climb all over him and start pulling off panels and stuff. Can Spig send a communique through Wolfie to the room? Uh, yeah. Yep. Hayashida. Come in, Hayashida. We're sending Spigs. help. We're sending help. Where are you? Where is everyone? We're leaving this place. It's about to blow. Yeah, I get that. The, uh... The generators in the... To the east, they don't look good. Look like they're going to pop any minute. You got a way out? We're sending in Cortain and the big one. So they'll pick you up and we're heading out. Okay. Where are they coming from? Uh, where we... You left us? Like, we went through this other tunnel past the... What was it? Reanimation lab? Okay. I'm going to try and open the door. One second. Hayashida then, what he was working on or, or looking at before, he sort of swipes to the side and that data, whatever he was looking at, minimizes to a small window. He then brings up another one and he starts looking at the door and he's tapping and swiping away. Let's see if he can succeed. That went too far. Uh... So, Lokag, Cortain, you keep slamming into the door. Smash, smash, smash together, one after the other. And then the door goes and slides up into the ceiling. You see Hayashida there at this computer typing away. He nods at you and then he brings back that window and he taps on the screen and then he pulls out a data chip from the console. You look around, you see Wolfie fighting off some cyborg zombies and then this cyborg bugbear, okay, you remember her. Uh, she's fighting some zombies coming from the West. Hayashida turns to you and he says, Cortain, I thought you would leave. If Dr. Lazarus leaves, you'll be stuck behind here. No time to talk. We've got to go. You can have this chat on the train. <laughs> well, we tried to find a way out, but where Just Wolfie follow us. in, it's flooded. Cortain grabs Aishida and yanks him in the direction of the, of the escape. The escape in the... Um, the artifact containment room, the triangular room 
Yeah. It had the secret tunnel? Yes, that one. Okay. So, you grab him. You guys charge into the verification vault. Do we need the chick? I yell at Hayashida. And in, in my comms, I'm like, Tell your dog to go home, Spigs. And I wait for Hayashida to scream back as um, Cortain is manhandling. <laughs> so, is, is Wolfie critical? Like, he's unable to He move. can't walk. He smashed his leg. Yeah, he's limping. So, um, as he sees Hayashida being picked up by Cortain and you guys run to the north into the security checkpoint, Wolfie follows and he smashes through the security checkpoint glass doors and he can just fit. He's squeezing through. Um, following him and fighting off the cyborg zombies is this uh, this female bugbear cyborg. Um, you guys make it into the verification vault and it's still open from earlier. You make it into the artifact containment. Um, now, actually, I'm pretty sure the little escape was in the verification vault, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Anyway, you find that hatch that's opened in the floor that leads underground to the um, to the living quarters. But that little golf buggy thing, mine cart sort of thing that you all sat in and it took you along, it seated about six people, that isn't there. It's at the other end. Do you still want to go down that way? You don't have to wade through zombies, but there could be a block at the other end. You're not sure. I think let's go through the zombies because we know that that at least is the way out. Is that right? So it's either uncertain passageway or that's clear or direct direct route to the escape, but there's zombies. Yes. I think we go to the zombies. What do you reckon? Yep, sounds good. Go quick. Yeah. As you turn around, you bump into Wolfie and then he tries to turn around in the verification vault and he sneaks back through and then you hear the... Uh, Bugbear, she's like, hey, I thought we were leaving. Hayashida says, oh, guys, this is Peggy. Um, she kind of helps me back here. I helped her. Look, I helped her. She helped us. So you enter back into the reanimation room and you all begin fighting zombies. Can I get ev uh, everyone who is there? Um, Spigs, I'll let you roll for Wolfie now. I'll roll for the other two. Um, everyone just roll like your standard attack. 20 for Cortain. Oh, uh, 25 for Lokag. Ayashida got a crit and Peggy, the bugbear, she got a 16. 18 for Wolfie. All right. So because Ayashida got the crit. Cortain, you feel Ayashida push off of you with both legs. He doesn't need to be carried. He's not that injured. And he flies through the air, spinning his katana in a circle around him, lopping off like eight heads. None of them are yours. It's fine. He lands on one knee like one of those cool superhero landing poses with his katana pointed out to the side, inside the stomach of another zombie, and he pulls it out, puts it back in his scabbard. You guys fight off probably 10 zombies to 10 to 15 zombies that are flooding into the room you make your way south back into the cybernetics fabrication you fight your way through the horde of zombies in there that were pulling the robots to pieces back to the research lab and as you get to the door for the living quarters it scans you it opens there are not many zombies left in here anymore you enter the living quarters you get to the tram, everyone's still waiting there for you. It's fine. You guys feel rumbling underfoot. Hayashida climbs on board the tram. Peggy, she walks up. She looks into the she looks in the tram and Lazarus says, Oh, Peggy, fantastic, you're doing well. Wolfie tries to put his head in the tram, pushing past Peggy. He can't fit. He just lays down in the center of the room and makes a sad robotic whimper sound. Peggy begins to scream. She falls to the ground holding her head and then massive explosions go off in the north somewhere. All the lights go out. Backup lights come on. 
really dull, humming, flickering. Peggy's on all fours. She is grunting in pain and slamming the floor with her robotic hand. Lazarus says, oh no, Peggy, are you okay? Peggy replies, Doc, I'm forgetting. It's all slipping away. Peggy, I have a chrysos, cryostim. I'll put you out for 12 hours or so. I can get you in stasis. We can keep working. I can stabilize your memories. Quick, get on board. We don't have time. No, Doc. Leave. It'll be too dangerous. Hayashida says, Peggy, come on. He can help. Let's go. This place is gonna light up in... It's gonna light up. You're gonna die. Peggy shakes her head. And stand for me. You go, Hayashida. Go. Just promise me that you'll save him. All those in stasis. There are kids in there. They're being poisoned by corpse. They're dying before their time. Because of those corpse, you save them. Peggy, stop, get on! Peggy stands up, shaking on her feet. She runs north towards the labs. Hayashida charges after her. <laughs> Not again. Oh. Can I make a cheap shot to try and trip him up? No! <laughs> so. Wolfie stands up and sort of sideswipes with his back end and his tail, sending Hayashida flying into the side of the tram. He slams into the wall. So grab grab Hayashida <laughs> now, Lokag. Just grab him and jump into the, the tram. I, holding him on with like a in a headlock. I, I quickly calm Spigs. Yeah. The, Wolfie is, is too big. Is his uh I don't know, some is is his, is his, all of his memories and stuff, is that in his head? Yeah, hold on. Um, and I don't know if we can do it, but what I suppose is, can, is it like a chip? You can get the data chip of, of the AI of um, Wolfie? You definitely know how to. Let's, um, under the head? pressure of everything that's going on, the explosions in the background, Peggy running off, Hayashida knocked unconscious, um, Roll survival, uh, whatever you use for your oh smash yeah your survival for your mechanics oh with, with advantage because Cortain sort of you know prompted you didn't didn't actually help at all my base my base skills was good enough uh, <laughs> 25, 27. so you walk up to Wolfie and he pokes his head into the tram he licks you with his oily metallic tongue. You, underneath his neck area, you press on some these buttons on the panel and you pull it out. And then at the base of his neck, you reach in, you twist this, this hydraulic sort of tube and you pull it out and it's a cylinder. In the cylinder being suspended is this cube. Each surface of the cube is like a microchip and then this glowing square light coming from the very center of those chips. You know, it's his memory bank. You pull that out. Wolfie takes a few steps back. The big robotic wolf goes into offline mode. It lays down, turns its head, tilts its head, it's and it lays on the ground. You're holding its humming, his humming core with his memories and his programming all in there. All of its lights go out. Bacchus speaks his mind, he can still hear him barking. You sit down, holding that cube close to your chest thinking about the times that you and Razor worked on Wolfie to get him at that point. The doors closed. Lokag, as you put Hayashida down in a chair and strap him in, you hear him say, Peggy, I promise I'll help him. As he falls unconscious. The tram takes off and shoots through the tunnel system. It's hovering above the water and grime. It smashes through refuse and junk and old rusted metal grates as you feel shudders and booming shockwaves from behind you. The tram slams into the wall and scrapes along as the rear of the compartment gets quite hot and humid. You feel the rumbling and the shaking, the vibrations of a massive explosion. Lazarus is there watching a screen. It's 
got footage of his lab and all of them, they're all going offline. He drops his head. He sits back in the chair, tightens the straps, closes his eyes. He looks defeated. Gregor sits in a chair, staring at the two cryo chambers that his daughter and his wife are resting in. At the corner of his eye looks at you guys, thinking of how you could have ruined things. He shakes his head. And you guys just here in this quiet moment between explosions as your adrenaline is coming down, you hear Gregor mutter to himself, If I lose them because of their actions, if I lose my daughter, my wife, I'm done. As tears trickle down his face and land on the steel plate floor. And that's where we'll leave this episode. Oh. Epic. Thanks for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, putting hot dogs on a stick and then dipping it in batter and then selling it at like a sideshow. To the people who do that, I'm very appreciative. I'll probably eat one. If I eat too many, I'll get sick. Please stop offering them to me. Yes, hot dog on a stick. Like our links, check out www.beyondthedice.com. That's got links to all of our stuff and it'll send you to all the cool places and fun things that we do. And also it'll send you to our Spotify where you you can check out all of our episodes and listen to them one after the other in nice, simple fashion. And you pumped from this episode? You feeling sci-fi, cyberpunky, D&D? That's even a word. Um, you should totally check out Instagram because we that will just continue your awesome fun ride that we're having right now at Beyond the Dice. Um, Peter, as somebody who does not teach English or... <laughs> who cannot use it correctly. Um, Dean D is such a word. It is like, a word. You know, hey, bro, you're looking so Dean D today. Thanks, man. I got this wizard's hat from the, from down at the wizard shop. You know, like that. that's a, that's a real conversation that's been had before. <laughs>
It's now Conical. And if you have Facebook, you should go check out our page, Beyond the Dice. Uh, you can go there and find out when the new episodes are coming out, just like I did. Uh, I think last week I saw the, the announcement of the latest episode that just got released. So if you want to find yeah. out whether High Sheet is going to be really pissed off that he kind of against his will was was saved or that a, 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 a you know a, a family man is angry that his his wife and child might be dead and take vengeance on the team you'll have <laughs> to just find out next time and check out facebook to keep updated will he be high a sheeter or buy a sheeter you'll find <laughs> out next week on beyond the dice and leave us a review thanks uh if you would like to support the show you can do so by heading to store.beyondthedice.com. Uh, you can get cool merch there. It's pretty cool. Trust me. Um, there are masks, T-shirts, jumpers, tote bags, mugs, hats. Um, and they're not all just uh, podcast adjacent or related, I should say. There are sort of D&D, sci-fi stuff, some other um, flavoured things on there so if you don't really want to be wearing one of our big logos around for some weird reason you know that's pretty weird not to be wanting to wear one of our cool logos um you can get some other ones there you know like there's um eldric blast and it's got a like a very old uh, medieval um depiction of a man sh- or a demon shooting blasting shit out of his hand that's pretty cool too uh so you can head there store store.beyondthedice.com and if you can't afford it, or if you're in another country and the shipping is quite a lot, um, I understand it. That's all good. Don't stress. You can support us for free by telling a friend or sharing us on social media, on Instagram, you know, posting us to your um, story or whatever the heck. Um, so yeah, you can support us by free for do support us for free by doing that. Like I said earlier, English, not my strongest language. My only language, not my strongest one. Uh, And good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye, guys.